0: Hello there everybody, I'm Callum Hardingham and this is the Inner Leadership Coaching Podcast. This is the show for new, aspiring or experienced coaches who want to deepen their wisdom in the world of coaching whilst up-leveling their coaching confidence and competence, and of course, their leadership capacity. Join me as myself and my team talk about a variety of different topics from the coaching world, and of course, give you a fly in the wall experience of us, Coaching our audience live on, again, a variety of different topics to give you the opportunity to see where we would take things and how you can integrate those lessons and learnings into your practice. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode. Whether you're listening from Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform, be sure to share this episode if you've enjoyed it. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, Welcome back to the Inner Leadership Podcast and in this episode I'm going to be discussing with you the 10 ways to be a terrible coach. So I'll take you through each one, have a little bit of a discussion on each one and hopefully what my goal is for you is for you to reverse each one so that you can really understand how to lean deeper into bettering your coaching capacity, your leadership capacity, so you can make the impact you desire with your clients. So let's start off with number one. These are, by the way, in no particular order of importance. They're all important. We're going to start off with this one to get moving. If you want to be a terrible coach, don't listen. A surefire way of not being great at what you do and not helping your clients is to not listen to them, right? Definitely don't use deep listening to find out what's happening behind their words. Definitely be in your head thinking about your own stories, getting lost in your own ideas whilst they're speaking and then give them some sort of makeshift response once they're done speaking. That's the first way that you can assure that you're a terrible coach. Don't listen number 2 talk more than the client if you want to be a terrible coach make sure you are speaking more than the client it's a great way of you know stroking your own ego it's a great way of making the session in that time more about you than it is about them it's a great way of assuring that they don't get the gold that's within them brought out of them so yeah if you want to be a terrible coach Number two on the list of 10 is to talk more than your client. Okay, number three. If you want to be a terrible coach, here's the third idea. Talk the walk, but don't walk the talk, right? So tell them things to do themselves, but don't do them yourself. Definitely don't come from a space of integrity or embodiment. Ask them to do things you wouldn't do yourself. It's a surefire way of minimizing the confidence and trust they have in you and a great way of finding clients that aren't compliant, right? That aren't accountable, that don't feel motivated or encouraged. So again, talk the walk, but don't walk the talk. Number three. Number four, the fourth way of being a terrible coach is to give your clients all the answers. So you know that feeling of knowing what the answer is, right, and it's on the tip of your tongue and you get all excited, always say that out loud. Interrupt their process, stop them, pause them, give them the answer. Definitely take away their journey of finding the answer within themselves. Definitely take away the value of finding that answer themselves. Give them all the answers, right, of course. Okay, number five on the top 10 ways to be a terrible coach. Avoid silence. Never have any silence at all, right? Make sure that if there's ever a pause, you fill it with any sort of information, valuable, non-valuable, nonsensical, doesn't matter. Just make sure you're always speaking or they're always speaking. Because of course, we wouldn't want to find any gold in that silence. We wouldn't want them to feel uncomfortable. We wouldn't want ourselves to feel uncomfortable, right? Which leads nicely onto number six, the sixth way to ensure that you're gonna be a terrible coach. And that is to avoid discomfort at all costs, right? Do not be a courageous coach. This is what I'm saying. Do not say the things that might trigger your client. Do not do the things that might be provocative in any way, shape or form and help them embrace the discomfort that would take them out of their current parameters of identity, their current ideas, their current realities. Definitely don't let them get into the discomfort that's required to transform and change, which links nicely, of course, to the the one before, right? Avoiding silence. Silence, when you ask a question to the client, And they don't know the answer instantaneously. Give them the answer, right? This links back to number four as well. Quickly give them the answer because we wouldn't want them to embrace the discomfort that could cause them to find an answer that they'd never thought of before, right? Great way of being a terrible coach. Avoid discomfort at all costs. Number seven on the top 10 ways to be a terrible coach. Always agree with the client, right? Be a friend to your client, ultimately. You know, enable them. Agree with them at all costs because you could not possibly handle the discomfort of confrontation that might happen if you were to disagree with them. So make sure you're agreeing with everything that they are saying. Number eight on the top 10 ways to be a terrible coach. Get lost in the client's problem, right? Now, we all have different ways of digesting or meaning we give to the words empathy and compassion. I personally use the following distinction. Empathy is where we ultimately get a little bit lost in the client situation and attached emotionally to the point where we're inside of the problem as well and no longer able to be an empowering part of the solution because we've made it more about us as well. We've got lost in our own emotions. We're empathizing to the point where we're like, yeah, I don't know how you could solve this. Now, In my distinction, then compassion is, of course, being respectful of the client's situation, not being disempoweringly judgmental, but at the same time of being respectful, knowing that you can still push them, that you can still challenge them, that you can still help them see a different perspective. Because ultimately, they have not employed you, And you haven't chosen them to be another person who, as we said in number seven, agrees with them at all costs. And we're not there to baby them at all costs. We're there to be respectful. We're there to be compassionate. But we're also there to help them get to their desirable destination. Whether that be through healing. Whether that be through uh, creating a new strategy and structure to solve their problems on a more efficient, regular basis. Whatever your role is, I like to Remember, I'm going to be compassionate, of course, show understanding, but I'm not going to get lost in the understanding and attached to the situation. Okay, number nine on the top 10 ways to be a terrible coach. Assure their results are dependent on you, right? Do not give give any encouragement or accountability that is on them. And what I mean by this is, again, give them all the answers, Make all their wins in some way, shape or form, either directly or indirectly about you, okay? Do not give them any tools that they can go away and work on outside of their time directly facing you. Do not teach them ways in which they can self-coach outside of their time with you. Let every part of the process be dictated by your presence and your time with them so that they get to celebrate you, right? Make it all about yourself. Uh, And then finally... Number 10 on the top 10 ways in no particular order to be a terrible coach. Say you are going to do something and don't do it, right? Be a terrible example. So for instance, when you have agreed upon an action plan at the end of a session and you have an action to take, you're going to send them something, you're going to write something, you're going to create something for them, you're going to uh, connect them with somebody, don't do it, right? definitely don't do it and make sure that you displace their trust in you, minimize their confidence in you and then create this polluted relationship where they're also not going to do the things that you agree on, right? So you minimize the power of your word and the power of their word and you create this disempowering and somewhat eventually toxic relationship that isn't going to serve anybody. So they are the top 10 ways to be a terrible coach. And of course... You guessed it and hopefully you guessed it by number one. My goal for you is to take each one of those and understand the opposite, right? And make sure you're doing the opposite and working towards the opposite. My intention isn't to demonize you in any way, shape or form because there's some of these, like for instance, I used to avoid the silence. I used to minimize the discomfort. I used to give my clients the answers, right? These things would happen. But these are things that we can work on to optimize our capacity as coaches, to upgrade and up-level our ability as leaders because that's effectively what we are. And if you haven't heard me say this before, I'll say it now and I will remind you, we are leaders who have the tool of coaching. And I want you to make sure that you are working on your leadership capacity. A great leader doesn't give all the answers. A great leader encourages their people the people they are with, to find the answers themselves. A great leader encourages their people to do what it takes to up-level themselves, to become accountable themselves, to learn how to lead themselves. Because a great leader doesn't want dependent people. He wants to create other leaders. So if any of these points have resonated for you, if there's been pieces that I've said today that you've gone, wow, I, I do do that, great. Celebrate yourself recognizing that. Take the opportunity to take responsibility and make the conscious intention for the next time that you were in a coaching session to recognize when you would have gone to do one of those things and give yourself the alternative, which is the opposite. So take some time to understand what the opposites are. Thank you for listening this week to the Inner Leadership Coaching Podcast. And as always, if something has resonated from this episode, be sure to take action on it so you can gain the value from it. You can catch the Inner Leadership Coaching Podcast weekly at your favorite podcast platform or at www.innerleadershipacademy.com. You can go to the page link for links to everything mentioned in this episode. And of course, if there's something you want to ask us, share with us, or hear us talk about in future episodes, be sure to get in touch with us with the links in the description. Create a wonderful day, and we'll see you in the next episode.